powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello, Gold Nation, and welcome back to the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Stephanie Flood. Say hello. Hello, Gold Nation. Stephanie, I'm uh, extremely excited about today's conversation with Sam Olson out of our Reno office. I'm going to give a proper introduction here in just a moment. Um, but this episode is about living abundantly through service and inclusion and kind of, you know, recognizing the fact that the month of June is Pride Month. And we're so honored to have Sam on the show today. Say hello to Gold Nation, Sam. Hello, Gold Nation. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. All right. Well, we're going to jump right into things today here, Sam. Uh, I want to just give the audience just a quick uh, overview background of your experience and kind of a professional path with the company. You started, of course, in real estate in 2015 with Remax Realty Affiliates out of our Reno, Nevada location. And then just very shortly, a couple of years after that, you formed the Olson Group and are now running uh, a very successful team with Gold Nation. And I've really loved learning more about your servant leadership mindset. Uh, you have a heart that likes to lead. And it's not just how we do things, but why we do things. And we're going to really try to unpack a lot of these great nuggets. And I know you've got a lot to share today. So Sam, I'm going to pass it to you. We'd love for you to kind of give the audience some more background and uh, kind of share with folks who you are and how you found real estate. And uh, we'd love to hear it. Oh, thank you, Anthony. Um, so I moved to Reno probably about 17 years ago. It was April Fool's Day. I say it's the best joke I ever played. Um, and immediately got into the grocery industry, which is highly, highly service oriented. We were at a local grocery store. Um, so we could really dive down deep with what our what our customers wanted. And I really plugged in with that service mindset. A couple of years later, I, um, I met my husband and we started a company called YGR Media, which was really focused on infotainment, I suppose, for the LGBT community in Reno. And we ran that for five years. Throughout that time, still at grocery stores, trying a couple other different things, um, graduated up to the big boys. And then I realized, you know, something else needs to change. And so I looked into real estate and I went to school and decided one day, I said, you know, you know, Bill, I think I need to make a change. And he's like, you do. You've been working on it for a while. And so I was fortunate enough to plug in with a team within the REMAX network right away and just hit the ground running. So, of course, fast forward a little bit where you have this amazing team at the REMAX Gold office in, in Reno now, and we've had the pleasure of getting to know you as an agent, really, over the course of the last year. But I want to know a little bit more. I know that you have passions outside of the business. I want to hear about your involvement with charitable organizations and especially the, the organization that, that you founded with Bill. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, gosh, what was it? It must have been 2008. Bill and I were having a conversation with two friends of ours about the lack of an LGBT space in Reno. We had some bars because it's Reno and, of course, there's bars. But we didn't have a professional space. There was no LGBT center and that had come about based on a, 
an express need from the Reno Police Department were not having a resource. So we decided right then and there that we were going to do it, and we had no idea how we were going to do it, but we set our mind to it. And with some friends, we formed an organization called Build Our Center to sort of start the groundwork of building the momentum to open and fund a center in Reno. And it is the only center between Northern California and Northern Utah. So it serves a huge swath of land and it has now been open five years. So tell us a little bit about your involvement with some of the LGBT trade organizations with real estate. I know that there are several out there and I know you've had some involvement and service there as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, When I first got into real estate, I didn't want to be the gay agent. Um, I didn't really look for these organizations. And as, as my time progressed, I naturally discovered one at R4, just in a, a side conversation I was having, and immediately just plugged in. We didn't have a chapter. I got in touch with another agent. We started a chapter in our city, and then that just sort of got recognized further and further up the chain. So I served as a liaison for one of these organizations um, between the two, uh, working with Mike Regan out of LLC, and that was absolutely fantastic. And that has really exploded my career. I spoke at R4. I spoke at that organization's conference in Palm Springs, and that has just sort of ignited this fire. So the the reticence I had about being the gay agent is gone. Now, now I am personally offended if a gay person in my city buys a home and doesn't use me or my team. <laughs> personally <laughs> offended. <laughs> I, get, I get over it real quick, though. <laughs> Sam, I, I was watching a, a YouTube clip of you, and you know one of the things that you were sharing was this story of when you went and first bought a house and some of the emotions and feelings that you had when you had to go talk to the mortgage broker uh, and you were just kind of unsure how um, you know your 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 relational status would affect potentially your ability to get financing or to purchase a house which of course ties into fair housing and a mm-hmm. whole whole world of conversation there but i'd love for you to share uh, uh, just a little bit about you know what that was like and how you worked through that and how you would encourage others to kind of also be thinking through those dynamics oh yeah certainly um We did have concerns being a a married couple, um, two men buying a home. I didn't know what that process was going to look like. I didn't know what sort of discrimination we might run into. We didn't, thankfully, because we had an amazing lender and an an amazing agent. But studies have shown that LGBT people have that fear pretty prevalently throughout the community. Um, Other studies have shown that LGBT borrowers are actually going to pay more in interest and fees than their straight counterparts. And that accounts to about $82 million a year from our community just by being LGBT. And it's an, it's an inside bias. There's no overt bias happening. There's no overt discrimination, let's hope. But there, there is an implicit bias. So we're going to tack on some more fees. We're going to charge a higher interest rate. And that is a drain of money from our community. And so through education, we can make sure that that doesn't happen. We can make sure that we're protecting our clients from every step of the way if we recognize the fears and concerns that they have. And there are a few real estate reports that are out and published and really hone in on these. And I'm happy to share those with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for you to kind of share some of those thoughts as well as how these types of experiences have really shaped the person that you are and kind of your view of the world today. Oh, yeah. I um, Man, I, I don't want anybody else to feel it. 
I don't want anybody else to feel unsure. So by focusing my business on service and serving my team, serving my clients to the absolute best of my ability, I had sent a text during R4. I said, the only thing I ask for from my career is to close the gap between LGBT homeownership and homeownership in general. That's 47% of LGBT couples own a home. 66% of non-LGBT folks own a home. That's a huge gap, but that is the minimum I will accept. So I've got a lot of work ahead of me in education and outreach through programs like this to make sure that we can work together to get more home ownership, create that generational wealth that we can pass through because we can't have equality as a community until we have equity within our communities. So if we can work to close that gap, get more people in homes, pay mortgage instead of rent, gather wealth, then our community will be better and our cities will be better. I love the mindset that, that you approach real estate and, and your life with here and getting to hear this from you and your focus on others and taking care of others and the how your career would be fulfilled. That's That's really important and really powerful and how you're always putting others first, which we do in real estate, but you're taking it to an even deeper degree and hearing those statistics just wow, I, I didn't recognize that depth of how far off it was and how far we're looking at inequities there. That's, that's really impactful. Um, yeah. So you've taken this focus, obviously, on your community and inclusion and giving back. But I'm curious how your focus and your approach and your servant leadership approach has affected you personally. What have you learned from that? I have learned, oh my goodness, I have learned how much room in my heart there is for service. I have learned the how much room there is in other people's hearts for service if you give them and show them the opportunity. I have learned that people want to do the right thing and you can help them do that. And that's that's just personal. That's that's like within me. That has become a guiding thing. There are days in our industry and everybody listening will know you don't want to go to work, but you go to work because you're going to help somebody. And as long as you are always focused on how can I help, how can I help, how can I help, not getting in front of your clients and not telling them what to do, but how can you help them with their goals, define and achieve their win? And that has literally changed every aspect of my life. It has made who I am as an agent, as a team leader, as a husband, as a son, it has made it all crystal clear. So when you lead from a place of service, you never have to worry about the decisions that you make. You never have to obsess over them because if you're leading from your heart, you're leading from service, you're always going to be okay. Sam, those are some extremely powerful words. I thank you for you know kind of sharing those thoughts and I just want to say from personal experience, before I even met you in person, uh, just dating back to last year when the new relationship with Realty Affiliates uh, came into Gold Nation, before I even met you in person, you sent me a gift. And it was a nice bottle of wine. It was in a beautiful box. And I was like, man, I don't even know Sam, but he is already giving. And it's evident by just from day one and just getting to know you now over the last you know several months of the new relationship 
just how genuinely uh, giving you are, how much you care about others. It's so evident. I just want to say thank you. And I want to recognize that in you because it's extremely powerful and it rubs off. I mean, when I, when I get a gift, I want to then turn around and, and give something to somebody else. I was like, so I just want to thank you for that. And I'm curious to know, and, and I'd love for you to share with the audience, you know, have you, have you always been that way? Or was there a moment in time that like something changed? Like, were you just born this, you know, uh, optimistic, you know, servant focused giving type of person? Or was there a moment that things really changed for you and you realize that this is the better way, this abundant life? Absolutely not. I was not born this way. Um, This is a practice. My nickname from my father when I was three years old was Sam the Merciless. And I lived up to that for a long time. Um, I had had a very interesting late teens, early 20s life. And it led me to some good places, but they were good and bad. Um, Real estate helped bring me more into who I was. And then, of course, I don't know if anybody knows, but last year was a little weird. Um, And in 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 the thick of it, just at home, like just grinding against something I couldn't control. Looking back at how much investment of money, time, and heart that I had put into growing my business and not knowing if I was opening the door tomorrow, I had to just stop and be calm and figure out what is my life about? What is our life about? And in its simplest form, it is life abundant. That is what I want. That is what I can create for our clients. And that without asking anybody on my team, without asking my husband, I'm like, we're changing everything about the team. Throw out all of the marketing we've already done, including the stuff that just arrived. Get rid of it. We are changing it all. Every single aspect It's all going to end with life.abundant. Our emails are going to end live abundantly. And it is our guiding principle, our North Star, how we move forward every single day. I I love that. And I've noticed that on the note cards on the box of wine. I got some very good wine, by the way. Thank you. That was delightful. (laughs) I really appreciated that. But living that way, can you tell us how that ties into how you approach each day and and your approach of gratitude and and how you get up and, and kind of attack the world? Yeah, we, um, I mean, I don't have it tattooed on me. I have a lot of tattoos, but it's, it's tattooed in me. It's on my heart. We'll have conversations, my husband and I, Bill, we'll have conversations about something that is really aggravating, like, cause you can have bad days in a great life and everybody does. And he'll say, well, that's not very abundant. That doesn't fit into your guiding principles. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, you're right. I need to reassess this. I need to reassess how I move forward. And as we, as long as we always have that at the forefront of our minds, we're going to be okay. When we restructured the team, when Life Abundant came about, we took a typical org chart and turned it upside down. I'm on the bottom. I'm here to support. And too many people forget that leadership is a service. It is not, you're not at the top of the pyramid. You're at the bottom. You're, holding, you're helping everybody else achieve their goals. And when you give people what they want, they will give you what you want in return. You know, it's funny. I was looking at your website prior to our time together this morning, 
And I believe your profile is at the bottom of the team's profiles. And so that is truly, you know, living out the example of, you know, putting yourself and turning that pyramid upside down to lead uh, and, and be of service to others. So uh, very cool to kind of see that in action. It just kind of hit me as you were sharing that here with us uh, today. So, um, Sam, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, overcoming adversity. Obviously, you've got an incredibly positive outlook and, you know, North Star, as you call it, with your uh, life's theme, life.abundant. And that is extremely powerful. We talk about mindset and being able to control what you can control, which is truly the, you know, the thoughts that we put between our two ears, right? Mm. And so that's extremely powerful. And when you think about, you know, your life and you look at your journey into real estate and the different uh, careers that you've had, you know, what adversity you know, really stands out to you that has helped define you who you are today? And how did you overcome that challenge? Well, thank you. If we, um, I suppose that, hmm, there's, there's been a lot. I mean, real estate is for lack of a better term, and I'm not trying to use a politically charged term at all, is in general, a conservative industry. Um, because it has entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are drawn to a more conservative mindset and being very out, very open, um, and building a team that way has been a challenge. But the challenge was, was my challenge. There has not really been any sort of external pressures. The challenge is mine of allowing myself to grow into who I'm supposed to be. And any challenge or any adversity that, that I've run into is either I need to step up and fix it or I need to learn to accept it. So in 2011, maybe 2009, I was a lobbyist at the legislature because our transgender brothers and sisters were having a bill heard to add them to a protected status in the state. And I was there every day because they were there for us for domestic partnership. And that is something that we needed to change. And I could shrink back and just let life control me, or I could control and influence life. I can make a ripple in the pond, or I can be on the shore eroded by other people's ripples. So that, um, I think, encapsulates everything. Every, every, you can take it or you can push through it. You can grow or you can shrink. And growth is uncomfortable, and you have to be okay being constantly uncomfortable to constantly grow. Change is hard and yeah. being willing to, to step up to make that change, especially is really difficult, be it in a situation that you were in, in changing the state and the way that things were looked at from a legal perspective, or just the regular challenges that we all face on a daily basis. You really encapsulated it there and said it so elegantly. I normally tell my daughters who are 21 and 19 that you got two choices when you're faced with something. You either you accept it, and in which case, we're not going to talk about it again. We're over it. Or you're going to do something about it, and you're going to make it better. And that's absolutely what, what you have said and what you have really taken over and said it way better than I said. It was much more <laughs> elegant the way that you said it. But I, I can relate to that so much, and I really enjoyed hearing that. Um, so I'm wondering, um, what what's next for, for Sam uh, with all of these amazing things that You've touched on all of these things that you have done. And then we got to hear about the, the, the lobbying part that we hadn't heard about before. And all of these things that you've done 
which all really tie in together so well with who you are and what you do. I'm kind of curious, what, what do you see coming next? Oh, I, well, if you ask Bill, it is not public office. Um, <laughs> he has made that abundantly clear to me that that is not, that is not a path that we'll be going down. But through our service with our center, through our service with Silver State Fair Housing Council, through our service with Nevada Realtors Diversity and Inclusion, we can, I can still branch out. So I guess our sh- short-term five-year goal is to really just continue to bring the life-abundant mindset, the servant leadership that we've built at the Olson Group in Reno, and bring that to other places within Gold Nation. So that is, that is my... I'm still filling in exactly how to do it, um, but that's that's our short-term goal. Is we're gonna we're gonna make some huge impacts within our industry and our communities that we serve, and then who knows? Like I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be so audacious to say I know what's gonna happen in five years, ten years, fifteen years. But I know that if I'm always focused and starting from starting from the heart, starting from service, that it can't really go wrong. I mean, it can, but it won't be that bad. So as long as, as long as we're just focused on service, focused on helping, because there's so much in this world that is bad, mm-hmm. that if we focus on putting the good out and helping people become who they're supposed to be, that makes such a huge impact. That I don't, I don't need a title. I don't need to win an election. I just get to serve. Yeah, yeah that's really good, Sam. You know, I, I'm going back to... Uh, the part of this conversation where you were sharing that in in your community in Reno, when you had first gotten there, uh, there was really no LGBT centers, right? And so you saw that as a problem. And what you did is said, I'm going to do something about fixing this problem and solving for the problem and then creating the nonprofit and then growing from there in your service to your community. So, you know, problem identified, and then I'm going to go solve it, right? So what advice would you give someone that might be thinking to themselves, yeah, you know, there's a problem over here, whatever that might be, and I'd like to go solve it. And maybe, you know, creating a nonprofit is is part of that solution. What's the first step? How does somebody get involved or, you know, start a nonprofit organization in their local community if there's a challenge that needs to be solved? The very, 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 very first step is a complete distillation of their why. Why do they want to do that? If you don't have, if you do not start with your big why, you are going to run out of juice on this so fast because it is hard. Now, um, just full disclosure, I'm no longer on the board of that, that organization. I look back. We have an amazing board in place that is doing exceptional things that are far and above what I could ever do. But... When you're when you decide I'm going to make an impact, you have to know why. Distill it down. And then ask everybody you can for help. Because <laughs> changing things is not easy. And you need more people with the same why to go together to move forward. I think it took two years maybe to get our five oh one C three status on that. And a lot of that was hard work and constant board meetings and community outreach and sharing the dream is really the only way that the dream takes flight. I think I think even Dave, when he started Remax, he was telling everybody about this crazy thing he wanted to do that was Remax. And because he told everybody and he believed it so much, look where we are now. Look where Reno is now. 
you know, look at what our communities are doing. And they all start with a couple people with a crazy idea and absolutely no skill set to go figure it out on the way, as long as they're heart led. I just, I, I can't get past the leading with the heart. And I, I really like that. And I like that way of looking at it because it almost gives you a visual way of kind of thinking how you're approaching the world. Can you tell us how gratitude has kind of factored into everything that, that you have done and how you look at gratitude? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So gratitude is one of those things that like you never run out of it. The more you use it, it's like creativity. The more there is in the world. And like Anthony was saying, like he gets a gift. He wants to give a gift. Now it, it grows and it builds. And throughout just this, these ripples throughout these networks of people that we have, one small act of gratitude becomes many. But also, if you're having a really bad day, sit down and write a couple thank you notes because it forces you to realign what you're doing. What are you thankful for this person for? It doesn't have to be related to really anything. I am thankful for you. I saw this. It thought it made me think of you. Send those notes out. It's going to reframe your mind. And then you're going to be able to just boogie and just, just go from a different spot of oh my gosh, the co I spilled coffee all over myself and my egg burned and I kicked the cat. Like, you can take all of that and be like, but I have all these amazing people. And if you focus and put it into the world, it will just expand exponentially. Yeah, you know, so today is the third Wednesday of June and we are celebrating Pride Month uh, nationwide. But in Reno, Pride Month is celebrated in July, is my understanding. It is. And uh, you are doing an, a great event that's coming up, I believe, very soon. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a way that folks could help out. And so in the spirit of like, hey, we need some help here, how can we help you, Sam? Well, so we, one of the biggest fundraisers for our center in Reno, our LGBT center, is the Pride event, which we did not have last year. So that large source of income has gone away. So in a few days, we'll be having a fundraiser at the club at Ranch Hera, where we'll be selling tickets, having a silent auction, a few drag performances, all to benefit our center, Reno, so that it can continue to provide this safe space and this cultural incubator for our community. And if anybody is interested in reaching out, they can go to ourcenterreno.org and there's a big donate button right on the bottom. And you can donate anything to help us out because it has changed so many people's lives just by being there, especially our LGBT youth and those who have no other place to turn. So we're going to be having a big black tie event. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to see tons of photos of it. If you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, which you should. Um, and just, yeah, just, I don't know where I'm going with this, but reach out, help people give give back you can give back to our community because i get guess what i'm going to give back to yours if you do you mentioned facebook and instagram i got i was really hoping i could fit this in sam is a great follow on facebook or instagram i enjoy your post you make me laugh regularly and i appreciate it because sometimes you need that and your posts are always uplifting and fun so if you don't follow sam on facebook or instagram you really should because it's a lot of fun well thank so, you <laughs> you you only put the fun stuff up. You don't well, put the bad stuff. That's that's how it works, yep. but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> because it will affect other people in a positive way. Mm -hmm. and, and I appreciate that. And I've needed the laugh on several times when I've seen it. So thank you for that. 
Um, want to ask if you have any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners and if you could give them that web address for the for our center because I keep thinking it's R like Reno and I don't think it is. It is not. It is O U R. O U R. There is an R. O U R Center C E N T E R Reno R E N O dot org. And that will take you to the website where you can hopefully learn some more information or just there's a big donate button. You cannot miss it. Click that give till it hurts because when we started, when we started that organization, well, if we can do it in Reno, we can help other people do it somewhere else. I don't know if that's still the direction, but we're going to try. We're going to reach out and help as much as we can. Yeah. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us here on the Juggernaut Podcast. It's been uh, really nice to get to know you a little bit better, better understand, you know, your heart, your mindset, how you lead, and just how you look at life. It's truly inspiring, and uh, I just want to say thank you for being a guest here on the show today. Stephanie, any final thoughts before we wrap things up here? Yes, my final thoughts, I think I'm going to borrow two words from Sam, and I'm just going to say life abundant. And thank you, Sam and Bill, for being here with us. Thank you so much for having us. All right. We'll see everybody next month on the Juggernaut Podcast. Take care. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.